Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insight, Sheer number 63. When couples get married, they have high aspirations and hopes with one another to become friends, to become one. No couple gets married with the purpose of becoming enemies. Rather, they get married with hopes of a lifetime of love and commitment But unfortunately, the high rate of divorce these days in the world at large and even in our firm community seem to reveal that after marriage, people are stepping into minefields of obstacles, marital obstacles that drag them down. And every marriage has these obstacles and we need to be aware of them and do everything we can to protect ourselves to navigate around them and stay away from them that's why it's important when a person gets married or if they're already married no matter what the situation is going forward what they need to do is to be on the alert and to be on guard on what is most dear and precious to us and to step up and fight some of these battles to save our marriage, to protect our marriage, to preserve our marriage. And that includes protecting your spouse, protecting your husband, protecting your wife, and protecting the strength and the kesher of this union between husband and wife. There are many things that could weaken the relationship, could actually destroy the relationship, unless we put our love and commitment with a certain fight a certain armor, we a certain thing that we fight for our marriages and protect it. To protect it from the attacks that come from outside, protect it from our own Yetzirah that comes within, and protect our husband, to protect our wife, protect our marriage, and to be responsible, not in a passive way, but in an active way. One issue that happens in marriage a lot is that What happens is, is that another thing, it may be even a good thing, but it could become a harmful thing if it becomes an all-consuming priority. Whether all of a sudden in your marriage you have a priority on a particular friend, a priority on a particular hobby, a priority of excess focus on your work schedules, and it's very important, I know it's hard in life to keep this balance, But part of fighting for your marriages is to keep in balance all these other items and make sure they're each in their proper place. And we said many times also, even the limit atayir and the kviyas itim, you have to be careful. People sometimes run away, night seder, they're out entire night, and it's sort of, in other words, because you're being isavigisabayayimavalayla, but sometimes you're trying to escape the... Your, your wife, and escape your situations at home. And you cannot do that. And because you can't protect your home when you're really there, or you're disconnected. And the truth is, even your children, while obviously chinuch is a key priority in a home, they need to be raised with realizing that the foundation of the house is the strong marriage between their father and their mother between the husband and the wife. Very often, parents, what they do is they invert it. They flip it around. 
They prioritize their children above their marriages. And what they're doing when they prioritize their children above their marriages, they think they're helping their children. They're hurting their children in the long run because the marriage gets weakened. And when the marriage is weakened, the children suffer in the long run. It is not selfish to prioritize yourselves, the husband and wife, as a marriage before the children. And I know people are going to bring the Chazal that say, you know, when you look at Yaakov and Esav, when it talks about Esav, he puts his wife first. He talks about Yaakov, he puts his children before his wife. The answer to that in the simple push-up shot is that's in a public display. When you're going out to travel, there's an Indian of Tznias, and there you put the, 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 the children ahead and the women behind. But as far as priorities in a home, the wife has first priority. And the priorities in the home, the husband has first priorities. And very often people even get divorced. They say it's best for the children. It's not best for the children, ideally. The best for the children is to see their mother and their father loving each other with unconditional love for each other. What's good for the children and best for the children is that the husband and wife, their mother and father, keep their commitments to one another, that they work things out with their differences. It's best for the children that they forgive one another. That's the key in Ladeiris. So even the priority of children, which is one of the most ultimate things, the, one of the purposes, Pruravu and the Chinech Abonim, the Hemshech Adairais, cannot come compromising the connection between your husband and a wife. That is foundation of the marriage. And ultimately in the long run, that's the best for your children as well. Another thing to protect, obviously, is any unhealthy relationship that you have. Even with male-to-male friends for the husband, female-to-female friends with the wife, if it's a toxic environment or the person is not healthy, you have to be careful and stay away from such a relationship. And certainly if it's from the opposite gender that we spoke about, how it could weaken a marriage if there is an emotional connection to someone in the, with the opposite, in the opposite gender. Technology needs to be, even the people who have technology and who have internet, that is also something that could weaken a marriage if it's done out of perspective, if it if it's, does not have a filter, if you use it the wrong ways. Or if you use, even if, let's say, technically everything is kosher there. Let's assume even that. But the excess hours spent on this waste so much time, deadens a person, deadens your mind, steals your time, that you're not even learning. You could do dafyami during that time. You could do other productive things. And sometimes you need to close it off completely and connect with your husband and connect with your wife. Of course, another thing that protects a marriage is to make sure to stay away, watch your eyes, and be not in, not put yourself in compromising situations with the opposite gender, whether it's at work, at the gym, obviously, you know, halachically, I'll tell you basically you need to go to separate gyms where it's male only, female only. Even in some communities, a shul could be a sakana. There's mingling, there's other things by kadeshim and so on and so forth, or by malamalkas and things like that. You have to be careful. You have to make sure not to get emotionally connected 
or couples get together by meals and by simchas, young couples, be very careful. Keep a healthy distance from the opposite gender that's married to somebody else. And many divorces, unfortunately, took place because of those unhealthy connections. Social networking, be very careful about that and remove completely any type of social networking, Facebook, whatever it may be, that has the possibility of having and connecting with somebody, even in the same gender that's unhealthy, certainly with someone from the opposite gender. Bottom line is that any relationship that draws your affection away from your husband, away from your wife, has already gone too far. And the Chachma of the Torah tells you to become extra careful, a special siyag, a special shemira, about around those that you may be pulled to and feel that they're appealing or attractive and you keep further away, you make sure to maintain an emotional distance to preserve and protect your marriage. Another thing also that protects the marriage is that you protect them, your husband or your wife, you're loyal, and you protect them from any shame. Everyone has vulnerable points. A wife always has weaknesses. A husband always has weaknesses. They're vulnerable. And never speak negatively about your husband or your wife to anyone, not in public, not to other family members. Their secrets are your secrets. Again, the exception to the rule is, is if you have a situation that you don't know how to handle and you confide in an objective mentor, rav, therapist, someone that could advise you objectively on how to handle a situation, that's a separate issue. But generally speaking, just to let off steam, to just talk to your friends. The wife talks to her friends about her husband and problems with him, and the husband talks to his friends about the wife and problems with her. That is definitely wrong. It's Lashon Hara, it's Rechilas, it's Moiti Shemra, and nothing gets accomplished that way. If there's an issue, then you need to talk to a confidential third party, objective person that could give you aids and advice how to handle it. But the stamas I talk to friends, it weakens the marriage. Their vulnerabilities, you need to protect. You need to be loyal. You need to be sensitive to the weaknesses of your husband, to the weaknesses of your spouse, and guard it. Guard it with all your heart, just like you would want to protect your own vulnerabilities and your own weaknesses. Of course, another thing that one has to be careful is to remove or distance yourself from all types of addictions. Gambling, very dangerous to go to Atlantic City. People do it, they need to be extremely, extremely careful. It's better to avoid it altogether because it could easily fall into a gambling addiction or drug addiction or pornography. Basically experiencing pleasure short-term pleasure that becomes a disease that you need to consume more and more and more and it consumes more of your thoughts more of your time more of your money and all these types of addictions steal away your loyalty and heart from those you love certainly it steals away your loyalty from your husband and from your wife marriage is a very hard time surviving 
when there is these addictions in place. And if you love your husband, you love your, your, your wife, you need to be fully committed to destroy any type of addiction that's, that's in your heart. You get professional help if you need the professional help, and you pull out of it. A wife also, very often, with the libraries, they read certain types of novels, sexual novels, romance novels, or other types of entertainment that blur the perceptions of reality. Very often, when they read these romance novels or some of these movies the way they depicted, it puts a very, very unfair expectation on their husband. It weakens the marriage by being totally unrealistic. And they need to remove themselves from reading such harmful things. Husband, the same thing. The Hollywood puts up these different perceptions of what a wife is supposed to be, which is totally wrong. A sex object uh, uh, just to be used for your pleasure and your whim and so on and so forth. Or things are always, you know, like uh, utopia. And these type of things puts images in your head, avoiding the reality and realistic expectations. So it's very important to protect your marriage, to guard your heart from reading these type of novels, from reading these type of magazines, from watching these type of movies and entertainment, because they really indeed blur your perception of reality, of what a marriage is supposed to be. And you compare, you use this comparison game to compare somebody totally fictional to your own spouse, which is totally unfair and hurtful and unrealistic. And so it's very important, what we discussed till now, is to make sure to protect your marriage by removing anything and everything that is hindering your relationship, any type of addiction, any type of influence that is stealing and taking away your affection from your husband and from your wife, any type of thing that's turning your heart away from your husband and your wife, you put, take that, you throw that out of your marriage, you throw that out of your life. And even with things that are dear and near to you, your own ruchnias with your Torah learning, or your own children with the chinuch of them, never put them over your spouse. It sounds strange, but it is not strange. The kiyam atayra comes only with the spouse supporting it. The kiyam of the children and the benefit, what's best for them, is when they see their mother and father getting along. Another thing that protects a marriage is to remove oneself from lust, from sexual lust. Sometimes we have the, the sexual drive as a legitimate need in life. No one's going to deny that. It's a need in life. People have sexual drives. And in marriage, it is important that through the holiness and protection of marriage between husband and wife, part of the process there is that the sexual needs should be met as much as possible in the marriage. But one needs to know that you could, it's a legitimate need, but very often it's expressed in illegitimate, illegitimate ways. And when you try to seek sexual fulfillment in somebody else that's not your spouse, or in pornography, or if you stare at the other gender and you fantasize about them, and you look at them and you can stare at them and you're curious about them, then your hearts become entangled, and that's what lust is about.
Now, lust could mean sexual lust, but lust could also be lust after money, lust after possessions, lust after power, lust after prideful ambition. Kavod is a type of a lust. When it says akinna v'ataiva v'akavod moitzin es adam in ha'olam, it's not just taiva, which is a lust. Kinna could be a lust. Kavod could also be a lust. Lust it doesn't is the opposite of love. There's nothing wrong with having a healthy sexual desire towards the wife whom you love or towards the husband whom you love. You could call that lust. It's sexual desire. It's physical sexual desire, but that's not what lust is. If you love your wife in all different ways and all different angles, outside the bedroom as well, in all aspects and all angles, and then you feel a sexual desire towards her and him, her towards him, that's okay, and that's even beneficial, and that's wonderful. But here, oh, there's a lust that's opposite of love. What you're doing here is instead of being grateful for what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, we set our hearts onto something outside the boundary of what He is giving us. Lust makes good things that we don't own into objects of our future happiness. And really, what's our future happiness? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. For a maimon, a lust means that you're not acting in a muna. Because every potential target of lust, whether it's a young coworker, an actress, a million dollar house, a, a car, a, a very high end car, can become an obsession, become a form of avaydazara. And what is lust? Be'etzem? It's a misguided thirst for satisfaction that only Hakadosh Baruch Hu could fill. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you marriage and gave you your particular wife and your particular husband. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling you here is that I am giving you this person. This is who where you're going to get your simcha from. This is where you're going to get your shlemis from. It won't always be easy. There's a realistic bumps in the roads. Everyone has their faults, but I want you to work through it. And here is where ultimately your true sipaka nefesh is. Your true satisfaction is... You're not supposed to give up sexual satisfaction. Hashem doesn't want you to do that. He doesn't want to deny you sexual pleasure or other types of pleasures, but He wants you to redirect it or direct it away from anything that is outside and focus it only from within your home and with your own wife. Be happy with the smach be'eshes nu'urecha. Be happy with the wife of your, your, your youth and be besimcha about it. Again, even in marriage, of course, you don't be obsessive about the sexual aspect about it. Anything that's an obsession or a hyper-focus is also not healthy. But certainly anything, and this is the klal generally, you identify any obsession, any object of lust that's in your life and you need to work on letting go of it. It cannot be hidden even in a back closet. You have to give, remove it completely. And you need to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for what He has given you and what He is giving you and what He is continuing to give you. And even if people have bumps in their marriage and even if people have difficulties, the focus should be on HaKarasatayv, on what you do have, and working through it between each other. Not looking for escapes outside of marriage that weakens the marriage.
So in a nutshell, today we talked about how marriage needs to be protected and we need to fight to protect it from all types of misplaced priorities that we discussed in this year, including lust, which we discussed in the last part of this year. And may HaKadosh Baruch Hu help us all that we should be zeichet to this and we should have the koichais to, to do this. You ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help. You ask Him, Hashem, please preserve our marriages. Please help our marriages. Please help me fight for my own marriage. Help me fight for my wife. Help me fight for my husband. Remove from myself all the negative influences and, 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 and put it, throw, keep it distant from me. And so I could enjoy and have sipak anefesh from my own wife, from my own husband. And like we said before, there is nothing wrong with healthy sexual desire and pleasure that takes place in a marriage between husband and wife. There is nothing wrong with it. It's a good thing as long as it's within the context of the whole entire marriage dynamic. The lust we're talking about is replacing it with fake things with trying to satisfy things with that Hashem didn't give you, which means that'll never happen. You'll never be satisfied ultimately. Hashem wants to give you Hana. He wants to give you pleasure. He wants to give you a good life. But we need to work on it with what He has given us and realize that's our chilek and that's what we need to work on. And that is our garden. Have a wonderful day.